You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Hello, 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 good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good late night, whatever time you're listening to this, I hope it's good, I hope you're naked, I hope you're having a good time, I hope you're not hungry, I hope that uh, you're not injured, I hope you're not depressed, I hope you're just having a fantastic day, even if it's just mediocre, even if it's just average at best, I truly hope that it's good, it's thoroughly good, because a lot of times... We as Americans, or just humans in general, have to realize that uh, things aren't so bad. They're not. Things are not that bad. I mean, for me, I'm 45 years old, heading really quickly to 46. I got love handles, a little chubby, not a whole lot of money in the bank. But you know what? I got to see my mom a couple days ago. I went on an amazing road trip filming a new show called Happy, Healthy, Hungry with Shannon, uh, who's going to talk about it a little bit later. Uh, my son is healthy and amazing. My mom is with me and amazing. I've got friends all over the country and I get to do this fantastic podcast for you with you. We're all doing this together. If I, if you're not listening, then what am I talking for? So yeah, you're every bit of a part of this as I am. And I'm grateful, very grateful to be alive and for you listening to this podcast. Asaipodcast.com is the home of all things podcast. There's like 10 or 12. We keep adding more all the time. Everything from rock and roll to paranormal to just wrestling to, to sports to me blathering on on this show about whatever the hell I feel like blathering on about. And uh, it's a good day, man. I'm in Colorado Springs, a little warm outside. Like I said, I just got off the road. I'm going to talk to Shannon in the meet. Shannon's going to join me for the meet of this episode. And we're going to talk about that road trip and all the adventures that we just had last week, which is why I didn't give you a podcast last week. The Brandon Bishop podcast. I know we've only been around for a month and I've already taken a week off. I'm like Donald Trump. <laughs> I That's how hard I work, I guess, apparently. Um I did an interview with Conrad Thompson, you know, the podcast, the wrestling podcast king, and I was going to add it to this, but I think I'm just going to let it be a standalone thing. So it'll be like not a part two, but just an addendum. And it'll just, if you want to listen to that, you can listen to that without all the other crap that I'm spewing on you. So uh, if you want to check out the interview with Conrad Thompson, if you don't know who that is, he's the host of uh, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. He's the host of 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. He's the host of What Happened When with Tony Schiavone. He's the host of a new podcast with Aaron Anderson. And he's a host of Grillin' JR with Jim Ross, all wrestling legends. And uh, it's really exciting. I got to know him when I brought him and Bruce for the live Something to Wrestle show here in Colorado Springs in January. And uh, it's really cool to know him. He's got a lot of fires and he's wearing a lot of hats. So uh, it was really cool that he spent a little bit of time uh, talking to me on this podcast. I'm also going to use that for the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling podcast that I also host. So for all you wrestling fans, check out the Conrad Thompson interview and uh, go to Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast with Brandon Bishop, but that's me, and that's my other one. You know, I, I don't want to talk about wrestling too much on this one, 
because there's other things in life besides pro wrestling. I mean, I did it for a long time. I was a promoter for a long time. I've been a fan most of my life. But, you know, there's other things I want to talk about without wasting, not wasting, but just spending a lot of time talking about wrestling on the Brandon Bishop podcast. So we're going to talk about our road trip. We're going to talk about a side TV. We're going to talk about the show Happy, Healthy, Hungry with Shannon a little bit later with Shannon. And uh, I think let's get to the headlines, man. Let's get to those headlines. The headlines are out there. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of amazing things happening. There's a lot of stupid things happening. And they're all in the headlines. It's time for the headlines, baby. Let's get funky. Guys, the headlines. You know, my friend Jim Allen in Detroit uh, used to be a bass player for a band named Siren, my best friend for a time, used to jokingly say, Hi, I'm Grim Carnage. Welcome to the bad news. Here's who's dead. You know, the... I'm looking through these headlines right now, and it's just one awful fucking thing after another, and I'm in a good mood. I'm in a very good mood. I want to stay positive, but how can you? It's just all politics, earthquakes, uh, police officer in L.A. charged with multiple rapes. Um, uh, it's just broken and crime-infested country. That's us, I guess. Um, U.S. removes Turkey from F-35 fighter jet. I, who gives a shit? Trump's racist comments. Of course, Trump is racist. That's not new news. And here's the thing. I'm going to take that back right now. I don't know Donald Trump. I can't tell you if he's racist. Maybe he's just racist in a class, in a wealth class type of way. And no, not all poor people are black and Mexican, okay? I'm not a rich person whatsoever. So, you know, maybe he would be racist towards me if poor people were a race. I don't think that he's a racist human being. I don't think he looks at a rich black guy and goes, you know, that's a so-and-so. I think he would probably look at him and talk shop and be friends. I, I don't think Donald Trump is a racist, but I think he is an elitist. And I think he looks down upon people like you and me, no matter what color our skin is. So I think a lot of people hold on to the word racist and they make it their own and they wear it on their sleeve. Uh, and they, it's, it's kind of a shortcut to intelligent thought like, Oh, you don't like me and I'm Samoan. So you must be racist. Oh, you don't like me and I'm Chinese. So you must be racist. I'm black. Oh, you must be a racist if you don't like me or agree with what I agree with. It's not everybody that does that by any means. I'm not stupid enough to lump everybody into a category. But do I think Donald Trump like hates black people? I doubt that. I think he hates poor people no matter what color they are. So we're all in this thing together, people. It's it's not your color versus mine. We're not wearing different jerseys. It doesn't matter how much skin pigmentation you have. People that care about that stuff are just stupid. Those are really stupid people. Like me, I am bigoted towards the race of stupid people. So if you are one of these people that judge people by the color of their skin, you're a stupid motherfucker and I hate you. And I'm saying that in a positive way. I got a big smile on my face right now. I promise you. Well, one of these days we'll do live feeds while we're filming these and I'll, I have a big smile on my face when I say I fucking hate you if you're a actual racist pig. But people like Donald Trump are not racist for races which I guess that's what that is, but they're, they're elitist. They're bigoted towards poor people that are beneath them in their eyes. Well, Donald Trump, I could kick your ass. So there's that. 
Um, most people can kick your ass. You're a 70 something year old fat man. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're not a physical specimen, sir. So just keep that in mind. Uh, eventually everybody who runs their mouth gets punched in the mouth and you're not above that just because, uh, somehow you got into the white house. Um, so that's a hot story. What did he say? Tell people to go back where they came from. <sighs> it's just, he's slamming Congress women at MAGA rallies. People go to these things. You know what? I got to get my cameras for a side TV, and I want to go to one of these MAGA Trump rallies. I want to go there and interview people and get a feel, just a feel. I got to see it for myself. It's almost like when you slow down and look at a car wreck. You just got to look. You don't want to see a dead body, but you just know there's one there. Oh, I saw it. Damn it. I, I, for some reason, feel that I have to go to one of these rallies. Maybe one will come to Colorado. Hopefully, I'm not surrounded by that many stupid people. But if I am and there is one and people actually populate it, I've got to go and I've got to bring cameras with me and I've got to interview these people. I got to know what it is. I just got, I've seen things on TV. I've seen things on other shows. I've seen things on the news. I've seen things on YouTube. A lot of people being made fun of, but I want to know. I don't want to make fun of them because they're brainwashed. I, I, I just got to know. I got to know. So if anybody knows about that, um, about one coming anywhere near Colorado, I'm going to go bring cameras with me and be prepared to have a good time watching that one. Uh, oh, there's uh, we're about to go to war, man. No, I'm not with Iran or North Korea. We're about to go to war with Area 51. Yeah, a million people apparently signed uh, some kind of a document where they're going to unite and attack, break down the walls of Area 51. Uh, I'm sure it's a joke. I hope it's a joke <laughs> because, you know, at these military bases, they have lots of guns um, and they're usually surrounded by lots of soldiers who are ordered to shoot you in the head if you go places you're not supposed to go. Guys, if you're if anybody's actually taking this seriously, stop it. Stop it right now. It's funny. It's a gag. It's, it's, um, it, it's not newsworthy, but it, apparently it's, it's, it's gossip, just, you know, talk worthy. It, it's, it's a hot point, but don't do it. You'll die. And then like literally the first time somebody drops dead, everyone else, I don't care if it's a million people, they're all going to run away. Um, there's better things to overthrow than finding aliens or not finding aliens in area 51. That's just it. There's better things to overthrow. Let's get a million people together and raid Washington and surround the place and say, we're not leaving until we get universal health care. We're not leaving until the first two years of college and education is a right, not a luxury. We're not leaving until, you know, you solve heart disease and cancer and autism and diabetes and all these things that are actually issues with society. All this other bullshit that you've been pr programmed to, to get distracted by doesn't mean a damn thing. Let's get together and fix things that actually matter. With a million people strong, not looking for fucking aliens. You know what? Amy Dumas has a show on SI TV called UFO Show. We experiment with alien culture. Uh, we explore it and have a good time. And uh, we got two more episodes coming out if she ever decides to do the voiceovers. Um, <laughs> that's a little bitter, but I'll keep that to myself. Anyway, it's, uh, it's a dumb thing. It's a silly thing. Hopefully it stays a silly, dumb thing. Because stuff like that's funny. But don't. Just don't. 
Um, what else is in the headlines right now? Six-year-old girl dies after father accidentally hit her with golf ball. Oh, come on. No, I'm not even, even going to go there. That's too much. I can't even imagine. Why would they even report that? Fuck you. Who is this? Who's reporting this? USA Today. Fuck you, USA Today. Don't, I swear to God, if the father's name is mentioned, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. You don't do that. Why do they got a picture of Tiger Woods there? Okay, uh, the kid was 20 feet away. It was an accident. <sighs> what? Uh, yes, they did say accidentally, but okay, they didn't mention names and all that, which is good. I swear if they pointed it out and villainized that father who's going through the unimaginable grief right now, I would lose my goddamn mind. I would... Uh, the Dungeon of Douche will be full today with somebody... Uh, somebody who deserves it and, and this week more than anybody. And he's a politician, and he's in the headlines, and for this reason that he's in the headlines, he's going straight in the dungeon of douche, and I wish I could punch him in the mouth 15 times before we shackle him up by his ankles, stick him in the dingy, dungy, dirty, rat-infested, moldy-ass, disgusting dungeon of douche where you belong. And I tell you what, I've met this guy in person before, and if I, oh, if I ever meet him again, he's getting a giant middle finger right in his face, and that middle finger may just turn into a fist and I might just literally punch him in the fucking mouth for this so I'm pretty hyped up I'm going to be pretty negative and poignant and a little belligerent when it comes to the dungeon of the douche but the rest of the show no man no like I said there's a little segment talking about some wrestling with Conrad Thompson Shannon's gonna be here in a minute to talk about uh the trip that we just had filming her show uh, that's going to be the meat of the subject. We got an awesome product placement that um, they're not paying me to, to put over their product, but I'm going to anyway. And we've got a hall of respect that truly, truly is it's, this guy's no longer with us, but he was 101 years old. And this guy, if you would just, if people would have just listened to him a little more, the world would be a better place. There's not many people like that in the world. He's one of them, even though he's no longer with us, which is a bummer, but he lived to be 101 and he got a lot of work done. So I'm excited about this episode and I'm not going to go crazy with the, uh, with the negativity. But when I get to the dungeon of douche, it's on baby. It is on. I legitimately want to fight this guy. There's only been a few people in the public that I've put out challenges to, and none of them, of course, will respond because A, they'll get their head ripped off, B, because that would be bad publicity for them to get their head ripped off in a public manner, and C, because they don't want to get their head ripped off. That's fine. I understand, pussies. Anyway, so we are going to actually change up the format a little bit of things i'm going to go into a product placement right now instead of heading into the meat then after that i'm getting into the meat me and shannon we're going to talk about our trip that we just took all around the country and that's the meat of the show and then we'll get into the other stuff and if you want to listen to the interview with conrad thompson i'm not going to put it in this episode i'm going to put it on the side so this is the uh Nice filet mignon. And then on the side, you got these gourmet mashed potatoes called Conrad Thompson, who's the king pod, the king of all wrestling podcasters. And uh, great conversation I had with him. Very grateful to have him on the show. But uh, right now, let's do some product placement. Product placement. Brent 
likes this stuff. This week's product placement is hardly a big secret. You all know about it. A lot of you have already tried it, but it's starting to become a normal part of my mornings. And I'm very grateful to have found it because I drag ass in the morning. A lot of times I'm up to three, four, five, sometimes later, or I guess at that point earlier in the morning, I'm still awake and I'm working on stuff like this podcast. I'm working on the TV networks. I'm working on promoting events. I'm working on writing books. I'm doing all kinds of stuff right now. I got a lot of hats. (sighs) And this product right here helps me. And I was taking... uh, I was buying the pre-made ones in the store. They got these little bucks. First of all, the product's called Bulletproof, and it's a a magical elixir. That's all I'm going to call it. I used to get the pre-made ones. They're like $4.99 to get these little pre-made ones at like Whole Foods or uh, Sprouts or Trader, wherever they're at. Um, And I drink about half of them, and I'm good to go. I am... And I've noticed that. But my mom has been, she's actually the one who got me turned on to this stuff. And I was in Detroit just a couple of days ago to visit on this uh, nationwide tour that we did. And she actually gave me, and this stuff isn't cheap, okay? She actually gave me the brain octane oil, rocket fuel for the brain and body, a key ingredient in the bulletproof coffee recipe. So um, basically, this is a big bottle of fat. <laughs> But it's the super healthy fat. It's uh, extremely refined coconut oil. And I don't know what it does. I don't know how it does it. But I'm not going to complain. Because within 5 to 10 to 15 minutes of drinking this stuff, I am on a roll, dude. I am cranking out productive uh, accomplishments. I am just one thing after another, five things at a time. I can focus better. I have energy. I'm not sleepy and grudgy like I always am in the morning. Uh, it doesn't matter how much I slept. I take a glass of this and I drink a whole thing now. I'm a big boy now. And it's just absolutely fabulous. Um, there's a recipe though. There's a recipe. And like I said, this stuff isn't cheap. Okay, my mom ordered the Keurig cups, which she also gave me a big box of. I don't know why she gave me all this stuff. It's not cheap, and it's hard to get, and it's hard to find. So I can't thank you enough, Mom. Uh, But there's these little bulletproof Keurig things. I stick it in a Keurig. I make a cup of the bulletproof coffee. Then you take a tablespoon of this brain octane oil, which I love the name. Uh, Like I said, it's extremely refined coconut oil. And then you take a tablespoon of unsalted butter. I prefer Kerrygold butter. It's amazing, by the way. The salted and the unsalted, both amazing. But I take a tablespoon of that. You put it all in the Vitamix, which is my blender, and you just blend it up, put it in a cup, drink that shit for about 15 minutes on and off. Don't guzzle it. You'll die. Uh, (laughs) You won't really die, but you'll be, it probably won't sit very well. Uh, Sip on it for about 15 minutes. As soon as that cup is gone, wait about 10, 15 minutes. Guess what, people? I'm belching right now. Excuse me. Oh, the professionalism. Um, Guess what? You are hyped. You're ready for anything at that point. I, today, okay, have done eight podcasts. (laughs) Yes, eight. I did the interview, and I still got more interviews and stuff to do later, so I am still going on the cup. It's uh, 6.30 at night right now, and or 6.30 in the evening, and I started this at, at... Nine o'clock. I've been going nonstop. I've gotten other things done. I've done dishes, <laughs> laundry. I brushed my cats. Um, I made a post where I think I can hear sounds now. I'm, I'm sorry, I screwed that all up. I can see sounds. It's uh, it just elevates you, man. I don't do drugs, but I imagine 
like every positive thing that a drug could give you, you can get from a cup of Bulletproof coffee. I'm not talking about being high and stoned and all that. I'm just saying energetic, focused, and ready. That's how I feel. So thank you, Mom. And that's today's product placement. Well, what I'm going to do now is make another cup of... No, I don't suggest more than one cup. If I drank more than one cup, when Shannon gets in here for the meat, which we're going to go into right now, we're going to get into my meat, I would drive her crazy, which I'm probably going to do anyway. So let's get to the meat. Give me the meat. Give me the meat. How can you have any pudding if you don't give me the meat? Okay, it's time for my meat which means it's time to bring in Shannon to partake in my meat. I want your meat. She wants the meat. Everybody wants the meat. And I think I actually fixed your microphone. Yeah? Yeah, I think. Maybe we'll find out later, <laughs> I guess. I have no idea. Um, but it, apparently the levels are doing things they're supposed to be doing, unlike in previous meats. <laughs> you have to have the right level for your meat. Otherwise, it, it's just your meat goes awry. Well, just give me the meat. <laughs> well, we're both, I'm not exhausted because I am hyped up on bulletproof coffee that I got <laughs> from my mom in Detroit. And I know I say this at the beginning of almost everything I do now because I drink it before everything that I do now. Uh, but my mom, I used to get the little prepackaged ones, as you know, I'd get mm-hmm. like a whole bushel of those things and it's gulp, gulp, gulp. And I drink about half of them and I'm good to go. Uh, my mom takes this to a new extreme, and she's brought me on board. You know, Bulletproof Coffee should sponsor this damn show. Agreed. We should have Bulletproof Meat. That's what the new segment's <laughs> called. I have Bulletproof Meat. <laughs> it's like a, I have Mormon underwear on, so I'm, my meat is bulletproof. Yeah, anyway. Uh, my mom has, like, the actual, like, big bottle of oil. It's, like, it's called Brain Octane. It's basically super refined coconut oil. It's supposed to do wonderful things. And then she takes like a tablespoon of that and a tablespoon of butter, unsalted Kerrygold butter, and puts it in a blender. And then I got these little Keurig cups of the actual Bulletproof coffee. You mix all that up in in the Vitamix. You pour it into a uh, a coffee safe uh, container. And then you drink the shit out of it. (laughs) I drink the shit out of it. I've been drinking the shit out of this stuff for a long time. Barking good. (laughs) I mean, it tastes good. But then, like, literally within 10 minutes, and I'm not being paid to say this, by the way. They should be a sponsor. They're not. <laughs> Yet. Uh, but within 10 minutes, I am just, like, I'm seeing dragons, like, <laughs> like flying by my window. I'm like, what was that? Okay, I must vacuum. The dragons have to have a nice house. And, you know, there's, I can hear, like, like colors. I feel like Chuck Norris. We should <laughs> interview Chuck Norris for the podcast. And it just goes on and on. Jeez. And, and next thing I know, I've done 40 things. <laughs> and it's, like, 3 o'clock. I'm like, well, what else can I do? <laughs> but if I drink more, I'll have a heart attack. Yeah. I have high blood pressure as it is. I don't want to die because I'm dumb. <laughs> I mean, that's how everybody dies, I guess. <laughs> Death from productivity. Anyways, I had to turn the air conditioner off. I'm actually fil- uh, recording this, uh, filming this. I'm, I'm on a roll. We're going to talk about what we just did. Uh, we're going to be a little selfish today because Shannon has a new television show called mm-hmm. Happy Healthy Hungry is, is how it's pronounced. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know it's your show, but at least let me partake in the naming of it. We've agreed on this. Yeah. Happy, healthy, hungry. Not healthy, <laughs> hungry, happy, or hungry, healthy, uh, horny, whatever. I'm still going to mix it up. Like, yeah. Until I die, it's going to be mixed up because I'm it, dyslexic it, like that. It's almost cute, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> we should do a, a happy, healthy, hungry, horny episode. Yeah. It's all about sex and dif- different... Uh, because sex is cool. I was already planning on it. You're, okay, well, you're way ahead of me. I got like 900 <laughs> other things in my ear right now. Anyway, um, what are we doing again? <laughs> we just traveled all over the country together filming this show. We got three episodes in the can. That's uh, Film Talk. For We filmed three episodes that are not put together because I haven't had time to do it yet. I uh, can't wait to get them together and get them on a Sci TV, which you can get for only $2.99 at a SciTV.com. That's A-S-Y-T-V.com. Yes, you can get that right now. There's a hundreds of hours of all original, commercial-free, televised entertainment. You've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got Amazon Prime. Now give us a shot. We're less than a cup of less than I fucked up. Damn it! We're less than the price of a half cup of coffee at Starbucks once a month. What are you waiting for? Get a Sci TV, ASYTV. Dot com. And you'll be able to watch Happy Healthy Hungry featuring Shannon Flaherty, or as I like to call her, Shannon-na-na-na-fla-la-la-la-la-la. <laughs> so before we talk about the trip that we just did and all the adventures we had, tell me about, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory, but tell me about Happy Healthy Hungry and how this pertains to Shannon. This is all a trip about exploring all the cool stuff out there that really pertains to Health, wellness, as I like to call it, the feel-good zone. So from years of learning lots of different stuff in this industry, I realize there's a lot of cool shit out there, and a lot of people don't ever get to see it unless it gets broadcasted or highlighted in awesome filmmaking. So we started looking at all these different things that are kind of outside of the normal eat right, exercise, vanilla kind of wellness crap that you... Tend to get succumbed to, so we were looking at voodoo priestesses, and we were going. Well, don't, don't don't spoil it yet. Oh, sorry. We're going to go on the whole trip again, <laughs> verbally, <laughs> without the twenty-hour drives in between cities. <laughs> and yes, you know what? For the most part, I I've done these trips. This is probably my twentieth, and I like the drive <laughs> until I'm on the drive. <laughs> And then, and then I'm like, Fuck. and flipping the bird to just about everybody that I limited myself <laughs> to five birds the entire trip, and that's good. Because no. usually on my way to drop my kid off to school, I expend that limit. That, no, it was like five times five. I don't agree with. It. I don't believe I'll that. Take a tally I, I, I've changed it. I clap for people now. <laughs> if they do something really stupid or disrespectful, I just good job, buddy. I'm sure, I'm sure you're proud of it. I think that works better than flipping them the bird. <laughs> Do people still say flipping the bird? I don't know. <laughs> what? How did the, where's the bird come in? I don't know. Did somebody actually flip a bird at somebody when, uh, it's a whole different podcast. <laughs> so we uh, loaded up your car, actually. <laughs> your Zion XD. <laughs> I'm a 260 pound, six foot, almost two uh, gentleman with a drone case that's the size of a suitcase, a suitcase that's the size of a suitcase, two camera bags, uh, a, a, a little cooler, and, uh, you know, like a personal uh, briefcase and a personal bag. And then we had my stuff, which was <laughs> anything from, like, basic clothing to stripper heels. Yeah, you had <laughs> tons of stuff as well. But we managed. We, still had, we, we could still get the passenger seat to go all the way back. 
that's the only thing that counted because yeah. that's nap time for whoever's not driving. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the trip to the, we, the first trip was to Austin. Yeah. Which was Colorado Springs to Austin. It wasn't that bad because no. it was, and, and like I've told you before we even left, when I'm on my way to something, I'm excited. I can't wait to get there. And it's, it keeps me awake. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much, I don't know if I drove the whole time, but I know I drove a good chunk of it. You drove. And it was just exciting. You want to mm-hmm. get there. And then when you get there, all freaking everything falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> we got to Austin, and our first shoot was at a place called Brass Ovaries. Yeah. And we got there at the time we, they said they'd be there, <laughs> which was, I guess, at that point. We, we got there at 10 a.m., I think we interviewed the guy at 4 p.m., Yeah, but we'll get back to this second. So we decided to go to the Botanical Gardens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was just like a little slice of heaven in the middle of a busy city. So, I mean, Austin is known for high stress and traffic and just a lot of like city life. But we roll up to this Botanical Garden and you can just feel like this pink cloud vibe going through the air. <laughs> And very I mean, Japanese inspired. We're still sweating balls, you know, because it's it, so hot. <laughs> so hot. I'm in jeans and black at this point. And, and I'm wearing a black dicky shirt that says a side TV. And the only other discernible feature is the pools of sweat under my arms. <laughs> yeah. But it was beautiful. It's called the Zillner, I think. Yeah. Zillner Botanical Gardens in the middle of Austin. Great view of the city skyline. Uh, it's just right in the middle of the. It's it's beautiful. But the really the really cool part of the story and why it's really worthy of being featured is that it was built by a Japanese gentleman that was in one of the I don't know if you want to call it concentration camps during Pearl Harbor or something like that. But his whole view was turn something into something of beauty. So even though like, you know, sometimes you got to turn shit into sugar. In life, uh, basically. So turn things around. And he made something beautiful in the middle of this busy city. So there's these beautiful, huge, giant-sized goldfish. What are they called? Uh, the poi fish? The, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. the goldfish on steroids, as the, I call the poi. it. They're just, you know, slowly, gracefully moving through the ponds. And you're hearing waterfalls in certain areas. And then they have these gorgeous statues that you can just go sit on. and Flowers. You know. And even the insects were, you know, the bees yeah. were flying around, not stinging. They were like, hey, what's up, dude? I mean, it's kind of a natural Ativan, <laughs> as I would like to call it. Just in an environmental setting. Yeah, and we didn't have the scheduled, actually. This was another case of Brandon bullshitting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've got an interview scheduled. Are you ready for us? I did call them ahead of time, and I sent them an email, and they never got back with me. So when we're sitting there sweating in the car waiting for the pole dancing brass ovaries place to, I guess, open or just scrap the whole thing, we're, we're kind of, I kind of went into like back pocket like booking at this point. Like, okay, well, let's just figure something out. Botanical Gardens was one of the original things we thought of. So even though we lost hope in booking it, we just showed up with cameras. And uh, I made them, f- I did the whole Jedi mind trick, you know, <laughs> that I'm pretty well known for at this point. And of course, you know, they, oh yeah, I remember talking to you. Like, I never talked to you. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, come on in. Here's the whole place for you. And then we got a full tour from this, I forgot her name, but uh, awesome lady. And yeah, it was a great experience. I had a good time. Oh, and then the vegan food trucks. Well, yeah, we're going to oh. get to that. That was uh, actually uh, recommended to us by Natasha at the Brass Ovaries Pole Studio. I always ask people, hey, do you got any recommendations for any other cool stuff? And um, first she recommended these little scooters that we're going to drive around Austin on. Yeah. But we couldn't get the scheduling right, which we would have gotten the scheduling right. Never mind. I'm not going to go there with the scheduling, but uh, that's all boring stuff. But anyway, uh, what was his name again? 
Oh, geez, we're not good at this, are we? Well, Craig, Craig, Craig Vonish. Yeah. Was his name, and he has Bistro Vonish. There's this little food court of food trucks. They're all vegan stuff. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, what was the, the, not the cucumber, but the something. Oh, there were so many cool things in this little place. It's hard to remember because we've sweat out all of those memory glands uh, <laughs> since then. Uh, back to the Botanical Gardens. I remember you're, you're one of those ginger people. Oh, yeah. And you were burning. <laughs> I just l- looked outside the car and already started to get a, a sunburn. Yeah, you were burning. And <laughs> so you went back to the air conditioning in, in the Zion XD. I'm going to say that full name every time. Mm-hmm. The Toyota made a Zion XD. And the theme song while I was, by Bonnie <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> oh, geez, we'll get to that. <laughs> while I was flying drones over the botanical garden and building a nice crowd. <laughs> there was this crowd of, I think they're from India, maybe you know Pakistan, wherever. And there was like a whole family yeah. and they were all gathered around me. Like I was flying a space shuttle or something. <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude, it's a thousand dollar drone. Anybody can get one of these. But it, the city shots that I got with that, like rising up to the trees and then there's the whole city of Austin, beautiful stuff. I've actually checked it out. It looks amazing. Um, but the food truck, that was great. Oh. Bistro Vinash. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. They gave us all these vegan, the vegan mac and cheese that went directly into my face. If you had a choice between really good sex and vegan, that that vegan macaroni and cheese, you know which one would be. Well, packed. really good sex sounds like macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it could be vegan or not. Who knows? <laughs> um, please don't make the noise. I'll go. I'll go crazy. Uh, <laughs> audio sensory, Brandon. You were locked in a car with me for almost what five days straight. Yeah, you know my you know my quips and every, you're not that bad. I am a terrible person to drive with. I know. Uh, <laughs> so, what was your favorite meal? We had the mac and cheese. They had that uh, sandwich, which was like a barbecue type sandwich, and then they had just a, the, a salad. They they hooked us up. Yeah, good coffee too. Oh yeah, which we needed at that. No, point. I mean they they had this weird pasta that almost was like this like no. Oh, the noki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so good. <sighs> So if you're in the Austin area, go to Bistro Vinash. And there's a bunch of other trucks there as well. You could try a little something from everybody. Mm-hmm. Highly, highly recommended. Shannon and I both highly, highly recommended. Um, and a well-deserving business, especially with how this guy like decided to get out of what corporate America. Yeah, sorts? you got to listen to this guy's story when you watch the show. That's yeah. the whole reason we booked it. We could book any restaurant, right? Healthy or not, you know. But yeah. it's he had a great story, and that's why I wanted to uh, feature him on your show, right? Uh, I noticed that uh, Shannon doesn't know rules of putting license plates on cars. Mm-mm, nope. Of the Zion XD. Because in Colorado, you put the stickers on the plate that's on the back, <laughs> not the front. Those uh, are just suggestions. No, they're not. Not at all. That is a pulloverable offense. And every time I get pulled over, the cops find something about me. I got pulled over four or five years ago. Actually, probably more like six years ago in uh, 2014, and I had a ticket that was not paid <laughs> in 2007. Okay. Seven years. Okay. Seven years. They arrested me on the spot because I had an unpaid ticket from seven freaking years ago. So whenever I see cops, I am, and you know me, I drive speed limit. I don't freak around anymore because every time, every time they find something about, oh, your license is suspended. That happened to me, too. Mm-hmm. When I was in Detroit. But, like, I lived here, and I was in Detroit driving back. Right. I got pulled over, and they're like, your license is suspended. I'm like, no, it's not. 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, it was another like uh, unpaid thing, which I swear I pay these things. I suck. I'm who's who's really good at <laughs> paying tickets and all that. It's it's not something you want to be good at. So I'm terrible at it. And those were my two worst things I've ever done in my life. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, what else did we do in Austin? We oh, we went to Target yes, to get a screwdriver to fix your. Yeah. That was fun. But we, I, that really means you. <laughs> <laughs> I just babysat the car. Yeah, you were inside the Zion XD while I was in the weirdest Target in the Stop history. Stop brass ovaries. Skip that. Okay, fine. We're talking about brass ovaries. And when you said skip, you spit on my leg. As much as <laughs> You're skip, welcome. Skip that. <laughs> You're welcome. So finally we get a hold of Natasha with brass ovaries. And it's one of those things where... Even though you're a little annoyed in the beginning oh. with scheduling and all that, it turned out amazing. Yeah. The guy, Matthew, he's becoming a world-renowned pole dancer. Yes, I said he. And he is absolutely fabulous. Mm-hmm. Just the most... He's like a fine mix between, like, Miley Cyrus, a homeless guy. Yeah. And just, like, the most fabulous person you'll ever meet in your life. Because we show up, and he's in, uh, like, this kilt, which is actually what he calls this... I guess custom made schoolgirl skirt for guys. <laughs> it <laughs> was straight out of a Britney Spears video. Yeah, there was just nothing longer. And then um, he's got this camouflage hat on, and he's got this long beard and long hair. But when he talks to you, he talks with the most like delicious female voice you'll probably ever hear. And I was like, this guy is just such a interesting gem. I can't get enough of this dude. And his skills at pole are. Freaking awesome. Like, I was just like... Tell me about the heels, because I don't know much about dancing shoes. Yeah. But you have some pretty tall dancing shoes with some big heels. Yeah. But yours were half the size of his. (laughs) I have seen heels that tall, not necessarily in front of my face, but... The heels, there's pros and cons to them. Like, sometimes we call them cheaters. The heels can, like, make you stick to the pole, but at the same time, it's like trying to be a dancing giraffe. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way I can point out. Like, these heels, I guess, they're probably as tall as a bowling ball on the platform part of them. And... You know, so there's there's many different angles, and that's the whole fun of it is that it's it's risky and it's hard, and that's what makes people love the heels that much more, and it's part of the whole entire art and wellness component of pole dancing. So long as you don't twist your ankle or you know, roll it from walking on these stilts, but yeah, these are some tall ass motherfucking boots. Well, he was like just the the whole package yeah. as far as what a male pole dancer is, I mm-hmm. guess. I, I've not met many of them, but he was absolutely outrageous. Oh, and I checked out his Instagram, which we should tell you guys more about. Like, he's got some really cool stuff, too. I mean... I have not. If you want to talk... <laughs> if you want to look at somebody that masters a good level of authenticity and not hiding how you are and what you look like, this is the guy that I think role model. And you got to respect people like that. Right. I, I love him to death. I gave him a big hug. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the whole package, I, I kind of got a little glimpse of his package when I was filming him. That so I was doing, like, some of those, like, artsy up-the-pole dances Yeah. that are, you know, pretty sexy. Yeah. And they're very unique looking. Yeah. And th- there's balls. Well, they have a harder time to hide their stuff than oh, we imagine. ladies do. Like, yeah. It, it, it We've was... got the secret garden, so all you have to do is put some, <laughs> you know, clothing over it and you're fine. But but no, I mean, it was all good. Yeah. It, it was a good package. Mm-hmm. It was a very nice package. Not one that I would like to receive, but, you know. Yeah. Because so. I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm shy. Yeah. <laughs> He's out of my league. You are not. He's out of my league. That's what you I'm saying. You are not shy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we 
didn't really, I, I, I had the idea, because I like to film these behind-the-scenes things for Site TV, where I film the trips. Mm-hmm. But we kind of lost track of that after, like, the first city and a half. <laughs> we just got tired, not to mention busy, because when we shoot, as you now know, yeah. it's boom, 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 yeah. mostly, most of the time. Sometimes there's downtime, but usually that's just driving from city to city, because I like right. to book things solid and then drive. Book a day solid and then drive. Yeah, it was busy and trying not to be bedgy, because you're sleep-deprived, because you're on the go and driving. And time. hot. <laughs> yeah. Like, right now, it's hot outside in Colorado Springs. It's probably, what, 70? Yeah. Wow. And I got my fan going. I had to turn the air conditioner off. I'm, I'm recording this from home, and it's loud. My air conditioner is... It's, it's stupid loud. So I turned it off. So, you know, I got a little bit of... A little bit of moisture yeah. in the armpits at the moment. You should hear, feel that. No. Uh, no. Well, then don't. Boundaries. Um, but yeah, we just, uh, we got the separate camera and we got some stuff and I don't know. I just wasn't, I just forgot. I always <laughs> do that sometimes and it drives me crazy because afterwards I wish I had it because it's another episode of another show and it's cool and it kind of documents behind the scenes stuff. But when you're in hot environments where you're sweating enough to the point where you have a waterfall going down your butt crack, it's hard to be motivated <laughs> to, like, keep on filming on everything. But we'll do it next time. Let's hope so. And uh, I always tell myself, and I told you this, too, I'm going to eat great on this trip. I'm going to eat right, and I'm going to exercise. Mm-hmm. I wanna, whenever we get, like, a little tired, I'm just going to get out and do some jumping jacks and push-ups or something. Mm-hmm. Always say that. Never do it. I need like an electronic shock collar or something. I can do that. <laughs> Where I have to break it. The only way to make it stop shocking my balls is to work out and break a sweat. Sweaty balls is the only way like this app will stop shocking my balls. If that's, that's what you really want, I'll do that. Uh, no, I, I don't. can do it manually and rather than. I'd rather you shock not. <laughs> so we hit the road. We show up in New Orleans your first time. Mm-hmm. Show up at night. New Orleans. You actually booked an Airbnb. <laughs> I forgot to tell No, I'm grateful that you did that. Thank yeah. you. It's really cool. I'm not complaining at all. It worked out fine. But I never told you my severe fear of Airbnbs. No. I've had nothing but bad experiences in those. Really? Nothing. I told you a couple of them. Okay. About the guy playing the games all night and all oh, that yeah. shit being drunk. And then I had another one where there was a fist fight, like literally in the, in the apartment that I was. It's just, I've done four, well, now five, and four of them were terrible. It's just if if it was just like a room and there's no other people there, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. But just like a hotel. Yeah. But I'm just I have this dreadful fear of Airbnbs. It's not at spider level. Yeah. I I hate spiders. They're <laughs> like the worst thing. Like a giant spider looking at me is the mm-hmm. worst thing. One time I was looking through the uh, Guinness World Book of Records, Guinness World Book of Records, mm-hmm. and I just turned this page. And there was a giant spider the size of the page with eyeballs bigger than mine Lonely. looking at me. Out. And it, I literally screamed like a four-year-old girl, threw the book up in the air. <laughs> and the, and, the, and this old lady that was actually working at the borders, this is how long ago that was, was just looked at me like, are you okay? And I'm like, uh, I was so shook by this thing. And I saw it in my head for like weeks afterwards. <laughs> That's my fear of spiders. And just below that is Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> to put it into perspective. So uh, we got, we survived the Airbnb in the inflatable mattress <laughs> yeah. with the pillows that have been around since the 1980s. Yeah. They had wolf paintings on the wall. And the shower that didn't drain. <laughs> oh, it didn't? No, not when I was in. Did I shower? I got your dirty leftovers. Oh, I did shower, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I, I didn't shower much on this trip. Well, you, it would, would have been kind of pointless because we were sweating 
balls the whole time. Like so. every minute in the shower could have been a minute that I was not conscious and sleeping, <laughs> I thought. So I, I, I said, I'll wait till we get to Detroit at my mom's house. I trust that shower. <laughs> and I've never been like that before, but I trusted my mom's shower and I can go there and, and pee and be happy and whatever yeah. in the shower. I'm kidding, mom. I didn't pee in the mm-hmm. shower. Shannon did, though. I did. So we find ourselves in Jackson Square. Yeah. How cool is the French Quarter? Not not the French Corridor. (laughs) Shannon. (laughs) The French Quarter. I like to make up words and modify them. She's got her own thing going on. I'm just creative. So, oh, God, this place was just, it was soothing and eccentric at the same time. And, like, travel, I think, is, like, a wellness smoothie for the soul. I think you can't get better than that. So I'm getting this like little power shot of travel and seeing anything from like the cathedral where both of us are probably not qualified to be, I guess, mature enough to go into. No, not at all. <laughs> so we're going into what was the the churches? It was, and stuff the, like it was that. the most famous cathedral in the United States. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> the St. Louis uh, <laughs> Basilica, whatever the hell it's called. And we're trying to fling holy water at each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right there in the middle of Jackson Square, literally the most famous church in America, <laughs> I believe. Uh, not much of a church guy, but it was. Uh, it's beautiful. I'm just surprised I wasn't trying to twerk while genuflecting. <laughs> I've got pictures of you drinking holy water. And <laughs> yeah, we got all kinds of things going. I got your picture of you with the Pope statue. I don't know what you're doing to it. Grabbing his nuts or Were you grabbing like his nuts? I think it was. I have that picture. I haven't looked at it yet, but I think I sent it to How you. How do you now grab such a holy package? <laughs> 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 Forgive me, Father, if I have sinned. But yeah, so, and then the, like the shops and just the smell of the cuisine, if you can smell it over like the smell of like, other garbage or vomit. poop or, you know, like homeless Piss guy. Vomiting. yeah, homeless, yeah. <laughs> You know, so, um, yeah, and just the people that are on the street, like anything from, like, trying to bang on drums to doing magic tricks to getting um It's a tourist, it, it is a tourist trap. Yeah. It is a tourist trap. You'll get the souvenir shops everywhere where that sell the same shit, the alligator heads and the shirts that say blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. But when you really get into the heart of it, and you go to the pubs and the uh, the restaurants and the metaphysical shops. I just decided we were just going to do Jackson Square. Yeah. And then we had a couple other things like mm-hmm. the Sneaky Pickle we were supposed to film at, but they never got back with us. We just um, decided to just hit the French Quarter, mm-hmm. walk up and down the, uh, the streets, <laughs> get lost, which we yeah. did, uh-huh. sweat our freaking... I sweat my nuts off. I'm sure you sweat whatever you had down there mm-hmm. off. That was the hottest I think either one of us have been in a long time. Yeah. Like, I got a little bit of perspiration right now, and it was really hot in Austin, but no, New Orleans yeah. leans on you like a wet, hot blanket. Yeah. It's brutal. And we got to go over the voodoo culture, like, down oh, yeah. there. And how, oh, God, that just made, that's, I think, what makes it so unique down there. Well, there's this underlying theme of darkness. It's always had that dark energy and it's not a bad energy. No. It's not a negative energy. It's not a scary energy. Yeah. It can be, but it's got this darkness to it, which just keeps it interesting and keeps it kind of fresh and hip. And uh, it's it's all French and Cajun and you know the voodoo culture and all that, all mm-hmm. that kind of wrapped into one. Yeah, which is it was a port. You know, Louisiana was French and Spanish, and mm-hmm. then you get the American influence, which we've put all over it. And right. it's uh, 
it's just, it's a really wonderful place. Well, I did a little research on the voodoo culture, and a lot of people think it's just like let's make voodoo dolls to like put curses on other people, and that's not it at all. That's Hollywood. Yeah. But it just like how exploring African shamanism and how it came over with the slaves, and really how it's actually there for health and wellness versus cursing people. It's not yeah, but we'll go into that a little bit. Especially. Well, we stopped at a couple art district art art galleries. Oh yeah. We recorded a few things. We just decided to like I said, hit the French Quarter, go up and down the corridors, mm-hmm. corridors, and uh <laughs> just see who wanted to film with us. I right. think we got two or three things out of it right. that we didn't have planned and I love that's called guerrilla style filming. Yeah. And I love that. It's okay. really my favorite thing to do. Right. Just go up and down. I'm going to be doing that in Vegas next week mm-hmm. with with Ricky Robinson for the uh, Ricky Loves Vegas show. Mm-hmm. So it's just so much fun to just go up and down a, a famous place and say, hey, can we do a quick thing with you? And nine out of ten times are going to be, it's free? Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. So we're going to be on a TV show. Cool, whatever. And it's almost easier to do that than calling them ahead of time yeah. and saying, hey, do you want to do this thing? And then like, well, let me check my schedule. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah so we did the wig shop, which was just oh. the coolest wig. I, I didn't, I've never seen that place before. But you looked hot. I looked like a a gay deflated David Bowie. Yeah. Well, you know, but there's nothing I think that will light up your energy more in the field of wellness than having some fun times playing dress up with colors and art and different things like that. So, I mean, whether it's getting into wigs and feeling like a fabulous drag queen to looking at art that people make, I think that's something that everybody needs to do to feel good. Yeah, a lot of fun. Just random stops. <laughs> I really enjoyed doing that, actually. And we walked. I looked. I got this little pedometer thing, which tells you where all the pedophiles are around town. <laughs> I'm kidding. It tells you how long you've walked in, in a given day. We walked 5.7 miles that day. Nice. Which just seemed like more. <laughs> yeah. Because of the heat and everything, but... That was a good workout. Uh, agreed. I lost some calories there. And then I gained For them right back. For two minutes. For two minutes. Right. And then I gained them all back with beignets. <laughs> I can't help myself. I think she knows my addictive nature towards food now. Oh, yeah. It's, I just look at something. I'm like, well, there it is. I got to eat it. Mm. It's not. Someone's got to eat it. Might as well be me. <laughs> I'm stupid and chubby. Anyway, um. At the end of the day, well, no, actually, we we're skipping over the little juice shop, Raw Revolution. Oh, yeah. And we're skipping over another fat uh, excavation of mine, which was Guy's Po' Boys. Oh, yeah. We filmed, me and Garrett filmed the Go There, Eat That show, my show, at Guy's Po' Boys back in 2015. And the owner and the lead cook guy that makes all the sandwiches and Po' Boys, he's still there, Marvin. Love him to death. Had a great conversation with him. Um, I guess a car ran into the building since we were there. Mm-hmm. And he got a huge <laughs> settlement for it and turned the place into a, a po' boys and art, art gallery now. Right. And made by the actual Made owner. by Marvin. And I want to buy all of his art and his sandwiches and just hang out with the guy. <laughs> yeah. I love Marvin. People definitely deserve to go check this little place out when you're down in New Orleans. And uh, Garrett, the host of Lost in America on the Asai TV network, as well as with Sign in Hand first season, I... FaceTimed him and showed him the sandwich. I said, guess where I'm at, prick. Because <laughs> we ate like a lot there together. We had some great memories and it's cool to go back to these places. Yeah. I, that's one of the coolest things. We have friends in every corner of the country now. Mm-hmm. And like a couple more episodes of you and of your show and you'll, you'll have the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But Raw Revolution, man. Oh. It was cool. Like, their juices feel like an explosion of wellness in your mouth. I mean, that sounds like a glorious term for like a getting a blowjob but it, what know. are those <laughs> um but no the raw revolution just 
all everything I tried was absolutely outstanding. Even the stuff with beets in it, which I hate with passion, but um, they have other food there. But just it feels like a little slice of divine heaven. It feels very light and pure and airy, com- and, you know, in the midst of like heavy Cajun food. Let's do extra butter on it. And they made a really good acai bowl. Which is, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've had those before, and they're usually pretty bland. Yeah. There's really no flavor to a side. It's it's a healthy berry, I guess. But but that whole place, the juices, they let us do a little taste test with the juices. They also made us a, was it like a peanut butter and jelly or something like that? Or, no, 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 no. The uh, chicken salad yeah. sandwich, which was... The curry chicken salad. <laughs> which was, I think, was vegan. So good, yeah. And, it, and that, that kind of stuff is the perfect... Fang, I think, that fe- that your show should feature. Yeah, agreed. Because we get to stuff our faces with healthy food. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so between that and the walking 5.7 miles in the French Quarter in 99-degree heat, I was doing good. I was like, I'm trimming down. I can feel it already. Yes, this is going good. I'm getting cut. And then there's beignets. Yeah. But you also survived the ghetto pit stop we did for gasoline on the way out there, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which we, one? The, well, the first one where we pulled up and you wouldn't even go inside. Nope. Okay, and here's the thing. <laughs> and I understand there's certain communities where I'm probably not the most welcome guy there uh, because stupid people judge people by the color of their skin or whatever right. it is. And, you know, I'm cool with anybody like we always say character actions and and skills is what you should be judged on only but shannon pulls up you know happy go lucky shannon oblivious white lady just coming in we we need gas there's a gas station okay i'm gonna go in and get some water and say hi to everybody (laughs) and then me from detroit who's been through some shit like I just, you know, I looked and I saw, I got out of the car. I took like six steps and they all looked at me <laughs> at the same time. They looked at me like my dick was hanging out. They're like, what? And I was, and I'm from Detroit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, and I turned right back around and said, nope. <laughs> I, I think I had to piss really bad. Too, I or something. That. And I was just like, okay, we're, we're going to go to the next one. We're holding it till we get to Taco Bell. Shannon. I don't even know if we got gas or anything. I think we just, we, I could, we just took off. And, oh, we didn't talk about Bloody Mary. We got to go back. Well, we're getting there. That's the, okay. next, thing. That's the, that's the next thing. We walked around the French Quarter a little more and uh, without filming, thankfully. Right. Put the backpack of cameras back in the car and that which was making my back literally a landslide of just Brandon juice, like just flowing. That's disgusting. Mm, yeah. like I'm, I'm talking about sweat people, you know, but then uh bloody Mary, I filmed with her twice before once uh, for the sparkle nation with uh, on the sparkle nation show. Leah interviewed her from her home temple. And then I filmed her again, briefly uh, outside of Lafitte's bar in new Orleans uh, with the drink. And then Third time's a charm. Yeah. Healthy, happy, hungry. This is my favorite shoot we've done with her. Because mm-hmm. she, and the first time we did it, she talked about wanting to open a museum. The second time we interviewed her, she said she got the place and was about to open. And the third time, we're in the place filming. So it was really cool. And, like, I had stuff happen to me. Yep. And I, 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 Shannon will tell you, I will tell you, on my son's life, I'm the biggest skeptic you'll ever come across. Mm-hmm. Not only with things like religion and government and conspiracies and all that, with paranormal stuff, even though I host a paranormal show called Alone in the Dark on Asai TV and on Asai Paranormal, I went upstairs again to take a piss. We peed a lot on this trip. <laughs> and 
Well, we drank a lot of water and a lot of coffee and a Healthy lot of kidney function. everything. And uh, just, just to get through the trips. But I'm upstairs. I had to pee. And she hasn't said anything about the place being haunted. I yeah. mean, she said it was. But she never was specific about it. Well, there's a difference between, like, haunted with, like, not-so-happy spirits and haunted, or, like, you know, I guess filled with spirits that are hanging around to help and be a part of what you're doing. Possibly. So, I don't Either know. way, I'm a yeah. skeptic, and I okay. don't really believe in it. Mm-hmm. I believe when you die, it's lights out. I mean, maybe your frequency goes. That's a whole other podcast yeah. subject right there. We'll do paranormal stuff another time. But... I go upstairs and I open this door. There's a staircase and you open this door and I left the door open and then you go around the corner to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. I did my business. It was a good stream. I remember that. It was powerful. Mm-hmm. And I didn't pee on the seat. I flushed, put the seat back down because I'm a gentleman. And mm-hmm. then when I walked out, there's this little room towards the, the front of the building, which is just all the creepiest dolls in the world you can ever see. You saw it. Yeah. No, I didn't, actually. You I didn't s- see that No, because I put my uh, energetic bubble around myself when I go into those places. I, I get scared easily on stuff like that. Um, so I went upstairs. I went pee, and I pretty much projected some vibes that said, I'm not open for shop. I don't want to talk. I don't want to open. <laughs> and, you know, but they love skeptics like you. Spirits love to kind of push your buttons. And open you up to believing. So there's no way in hell I was going to go over to the doll shop of creepy stuff. No, it wasn't Okay, I want you to watch this video. I took a little video. Oh, seriously? Of the upstairs. I I know people at home are like, we're going to have to listen to you. Okay, so we're walking into this creepy white doorway. It's really dark. Hold it up closer to me. Here you go, you hold it. Oh, God. This is like straight up Blair Witch Project kind of stuff. Isn't it? That's what I was kind of hoping for. God, gross. Do you see all the dolls? Oh, my God. There's one that looks like the clown it. (laughs) There's a Chucky in there. And you see that little closet? What the F? That's just dark. And a crawl space? No. Yeah, yeah, the crawl space. No, 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 no. This is a big pile of nope for me. Okay. Okay, but you see this part? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Did I turn it? See? I, I didn't even realize I filmed this part. The door was shut. Uh, the door at the top of the stairs. Let me rewind it. I can't, I can't believe I actually... This is me laughing. My phone's connected to my yeah. Echo Dot over there. But... Yeah, right there. See, I had to reopen the door. The door shut by itself. Right. And that door was open for three or four minutes mm-hmm. before I went back. And I watched it shut. And that's me opening it right there. Right there. Boom. See it? Okay. It shuts all by itself, and I had to reopen it. I can't believe I got that on camera. And there was no ventilation. There was nope. nothing like that in there. There was nobody up there at all whatsoever. It was mm-hmm. just me up there peeing. There was no gust of wind to like open this like, thing feel up. Feel my there. arm right now. I have goosebumps thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I watched it shut. Mm-hmm. I did. I just wanted to be touched. But that's like the most, and I've done haunted locations by myself mm-hmm. all over the country, and that was the most haunted Scary thing that I can't explain. <laughs> the hinges, I the hinges didn't close by itself. Right. There was no wind. Nobody did it. Mm-hmm. You were down there with Mary, so I told everybody I had a paranormal experience. Boom! That was it. And then I had another one. Yeah. Explain who Michael is. Okay, so Bloody Mary says, "Okay, well, there's a little boy spirit that lives under the table. We just give him toys to make sure he's happy, and he hangs out with there. And a lot of times, spirits that hang around, it's usually because they haven't done maybe full processing to move on to the full other side, or." They still have stuff left to do. They just want to hang around with you and support you along your journey. And so 
Mr. Skeptic over here. Well, before she said all that, okay, I'm getting this little twitch in my side. Yeah. Like right on my left love handle. Yeah. It's, it's like it literally feels like my son's poking me in the ribs because he's a little dick sometimes and he likes to mess with me. And he's just, it's just again and again, poke, poke, poke. I'm like going, God, am I having a spasm or something? Like, what is yeah. that? And then my whole left leg was frozen. Not my right leg, just my left leg. Yeah. Frozen. And anytime you start to feel like you're frozen or sub-zero or you're really cold, like that's a clear sign that spirits are really trying to get through to you. Well, all that was happening before she even said, oh, there's a little boy under the table. Oh, I forgot that. Okay. Yeah. And so then after that, I'm like, like the light bulb. I'm like, are you shitting me? Like, I I remember. You've got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. So that was another thing. But the museum. Right. I mean, I want you to put over the museum. Why should people go to Bloody Mary's Haunted Museum? Oh, there's tons of reasons why. I mean, I've been around a lot of people in the field of wellness, like spiritual workers of all different sorts. And the thing I love about Bloody Mary is she's just real. And like, she's got years of experience. And that's something that you really can't just like go to a weekend training on. But, um... So a lot of people go there for a lot of different reasons. You know, spiritual healing can address a lot of different things. Physical ailments, issues with lost loved ones, um, trying to attract a love mate or more, you know, whatever whatever your challenge in life is, there's something that voodoo can really help with because voodoo is basically a form of African shamanism from my understanding. And is, <laughs> but, you know, and how to like enhance life and get over the challenges and get towards where you want to be in life. So Bloody Mary, I asked, well, what is a session look like? And before even like, she even says anything, she grabs a piece of chalk and draws cross on like the table and touches me with this type of perfumey alcohol. And before that, I was doing okay. And for people that don't know me, um, I've had a lot of issues with neuralgia in my jaw from a dental surgery. Soon as she starts saying these African words, my jaw nerves started opening up and I was like, oh shit, here we go. Because it's usually a sign it hurts before it gets better. So, so that's how to get your jaws open. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? Brandon said that. <laughs> Brandon just said that. Yeah. Yeah. So talented. Go on. Um, so that's starting to happen as you're getting frozen left leg and pokes in the love handles. Um, but there's a lot of different things that were starting to happen. But I could definitely sense like a lot of stuff is going down in this museum where people can get a lot of good things coming for their journey in life and wellness or whatever it is. So I already have my honeydew list in terms of calling Bloody Mary back to help me out on what to do on certain things. Well, I talked to her a couple of days ago because I, I shot that little promotional film for yeah. her, which she'll have on her uh, Bloody Mary Haunted Tours. I think that's the website website pretty soon. So yeah. I got that done for her as quick as I could. Right. Uh, because she's awesome. And I right. like her. Anyway, uh, I called her a few days afterwards because when, when we were actually staying at my mom's house in mm-hmm. Detroit, which we'll get to in a minute, I started having dreams mm-hmm. of that room. Right. And there was a little, like a black kid under the, with a huge smile and a right. speech impediment. Mm-hmm. And it was very real to mm-hmm. me, the dream was. And I woke up like, not scared, but just like, where am I? You know? So I woke, it may have been because I had white castles. That too. But then I called her and said, hey, you know, is that kid, is Michael under the table? Is he a black kid with a speech impediment and a beautiful big smile? Yeah. And she goes, no. But <laughs> she goes, it could be somebody else. But it was, I had a dream of that room and that kid, which that shit never happens to me. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And after we left um, Bloody Mary in New Orleans, all hell broke loose. <laughs> I guess light, they had a huge storm, tropical storm, Barry, I think it was, hit New Orleans pretty hard. <laughs> and her shop got struck by lightning and her TV in that big room blew up. Yeah. Oh, gosh. 
So we left just in time. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. that whatever that voodoo doll she made for me in terms of prosperity and luck must have worked because we got out of there just in time. So. Is that still on the dashboard of it the is. Zion I'm XD? Not, I don't know if it's that or the other manifestation practice I've been wearing, but I'm manifesting some high-paying clients right now, which I'm like stoked about. So if it's that doll, I'm grateful for. It. But yeah, you can have a voodoo doll made for just about anything. They're not made for cursing other people. They're made to kind of be a symbol to manifest what you're looking for. So it, from my knowledge, it. Like. Well, go do that Seriously. voodoo that you do yeah. so well. Yeah. Name that movie. Go uh, do that voodoo that you do so well. I'm lost. Blazing Saddles. Come on. <laughs> Don't tell me you haven't seen Blazing Saddles. I have. It's been a while, though. Uh, <sighs> uh, I'm the guy that memorizes all Mel Brooks movies. I have to. I just introduced my kid to Spaceballs the other day. Oh, he loved every second of it. Yeah. He's a good kid. He's a, he, that kid's This is called out of this parenting, world. parenting right. Uh, we hit the road. Okay. I don't remember much between New Orleans and Gatlinburg, to be honest. Tennessee. Well, it was, it's not habitated by a lot of gas stations, that's for sure. Oh it's my definitely God. deep. Oh, that south. one. Yeah. I remember I was driving <laughs> and we were like, you know how the, the mileage counts down? Mm-hmm. It was like 13 or thir- was a 30 mile, 28 miles or something. And I looked, I said, gas station's near me, and the closest one was 50 miles. I'm like, well, this is bullshit. That's why <laughs> I always sucks. fill up at half tank, because you never know. Well, either way, I didn't see one before that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, luckily, there was just one out of nowhere. It was, it was the voodoo doll that manifested an entire gas station. Something. And we filled up and made the trip. But uh, we got to Gatlinburg, you know, and, and I thought, I'm guilty of just like everybody else, of thinking Gatlinburg was just going to be some backwoods, redneck, just hillbilly community. Yeah. Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Um, It's not. It's a freaking tourist attraction. It's so adorable. absolutely beautiful. It's some of the most beautiful. It's in the middle of the Smoky Mountains, some of the most beautiful country and visuals you ever see. And then you go into the heart of Gatlinburg, and like I said, it's a tourist trap with all these different things to do and restaurants and awesome people and a lot of people, which kind of makes people like me go, Ugh. It kind of but, reminded me almost like of a little mini slice of Germany because there's just little yeah, I can things of the architecture. But it also kind of reminded me of like Aspen and Breckenridge in oh, the yeah. summer. So it's a... Uh, it's, it's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luke uh, Walker from Wrestling With Ghosts got to finally meet him after a couple of years. Uh, super awesome guy. Yeah. I mean, one of the nicest people ever. He's seven Agreed. foot tall. He's a badass. I love him to death. And a thank you for letting us sleep in your son's room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which we actually left early because I felt bad. Yeah. I didn't want to like out his son of his own room. And his, then his son kind of went back and marked his territory yeah. and, and said, I'm just going to go to sleep in my own room. And uh, we were exhausted. We're like, you know, fuck it. Let's hit the road. Yeah. But while we were in Gatlinburg, um, the first thing we did was the world's longest pedestrian bridge. Oh, God. Should I start elaborating on that? It's, it's a gimmicky little tourist thing. And it's cute. But I mean, we got to go on a ski lift and all that stuff, which was really cool. I, had, but it, it's it's you get great visuals. Well, another way that travel affects your wellness and how to upgrade that. I mean, anytime you're kind of going up with heights, as long as you're not afraid of heights, you feel free. And I remember riding up there just slowly, other than trying to figure out what to say on camera. I was like, God, this <laughs> feels just so freeing. I really like this, and it was just an. And then she peed her pants. I did, but you know things happen. So. Um, you spill the milk and you move on. So, and we got <laughs> up there and this bridge is overlooking everything. And the view feels like a visual shot of a wheatgrass, fresh juice with cucumber, lemon juice. You know, that's the best way I could describe it. What well, would a great segment though. Yeah. For basically almost the intro of the whole show. 
Yeah. It's just like, look at this beautiful thing, and it's, mm-hmm. here's the Smoky Mountains and all these visuals. And I got yelled at for flying a drone over everything, which is hilarious because I got permission to do it. Um, but apparently not everybody realized I had yeah. permission. Turn that drone off. And that, 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 that. I'm like, I got permission, buddy. Bless you. And uh, But all worked out. You know, it's one of those things where a lot of times I like to ask forgiveness more than f- permission. It's almost more fun that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we moved on to the Whole Earth yeah. Cafe and store or mm-hmm. whatever cafe and shop. Yeah. It's like, it, it's a mix between a Whole Foods and a, mini con- Whole and Foods. a like a mini Whole Foods and a country general store. Yeah. Well, really and cool. it's, it's very small and they really support a lot of like local ways of wellness, you know, versus a huge corporate chain of Whole Foods and coming and buy everything possible. This was just very relaxing, kind of a down home. And the owner's sweet. Oh, God. She was just really nice. What's her name again? Amy? Was it? I forgot her name. Something with a J, I think. Something. Okay. So something with a J lady. We appreciate (laughs) your hospitality. She gave us, uh, no, that was the place I had the chicken sandwich. Yeah. Or do we have chicken sandwiches in both places? Both places. Wow. She didn't make a killer chicken sandwich. It was so good. I mean, this one wasn't vegan though. Well, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, But there was a chicken sandwich involved and then she went out of her way to make the bean burger. Yeah. Which just honestly, I only had a couple bites of that thing. Yeah. But like every time I went out to put gas in the car, yeah. one long fart. <laughs> I was putting gas in the car and into the ozone at the same time. Yeah, it was not. A, you didn't hear me fart one time in this whole trip, did you? <laughs> You're a ninja farter. I am a ninja farter. I'm a respectful ass man. I don't like farting around people. Literally. Yeah. Except for my son. I love farting around my son. But he gets me back with his like toxic processed cheese farts. They're just oh, terrible. Oh, Velveeta cheese toots. <laughs> After the uh, the Whole Foods uh, cafe place was in a cool little place. It's right there in the center of yeah. kind of downtown. Uh-huh. And it was just a really cool place, but that wasn't the only, there was a winery next door that, oh, we, yeah. that looked really neat that I guess is reopened and open for business. And then there was the Salt and Pepper Museum, yeah. which was closed. <laughs> Otherwise, that would have been on the show. Yeah. Like, you can't beat that for a segment. The Salt and Pepper Museum. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it wasn't like just, you know, the actual salt and pepper products. It was like shakers and stuff, <laughs> which is just cool. But then the thing that was open was this little jelly jam shop, which we did do a segment in. Yeah. And I have a ton of that crap in my fridge right now. And they had syrups and peanut butters and all this stuff. Everything. We just did a bunch of taste tests and just kind of an in and out shoot. I mean, they haven't had moonshine jelly. Oh. Like they're they're big on moonshine there. So if you're gonna like try something that's out there and, and garlic. fun and yeah, garlic jelly right. and <laughs> and oh. I got some blackberry syrup in here that I actually meant to give to my mom's husband Ron, but Shannon decided to pack that up as well, thinking that it was for my kid. Mm, Which yeah. it was good intentions. Yeah. But you fucked up, Shannon. You oh, fucked well, up big you know. time. They called me, they're like, Where's that blackberry syrup? I said Shannon packed it up, she thought I was taking it, and they said, God damn her. That's what they said. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, and that didn't happen. They love me. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> but anyways, that stuff's amazing. The pecan conserve that I have in the fridge right now, I just want to dip parts of me into that and just <laughs> figure out how to taste it from there. Um, but it was a fun shoot. Yeah, agreed. So uh, definitely a different way of getting a little dose of wellness on the road and for travel, but it's definitely worth a visit. I highly recommend it. My highlight for me, besides hanging out with Luke a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, I was half asleep. You were actually driving the winding roads all the way up to Luke's house. Yeah. And uh, we passed by this place. It just said the Apple House. Oh, yeah. It had all these signs. 
And I was like, Apple House? What yeah. is that? So I called all day. Yeah. I made about 16 phone calls until I got a hold of Irene, who's the lady who owns it. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally they said, yep, yeah, well, come on down. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was like pouring down rain, like the hottest, thickest. Most they call it fat rain for a reason. Fattest rain. You ever, yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the best thing people can do is, like, support business owners that are well-deserving. And the family that owns this business, like, I just have hearts of gold that just beam from them. And you couldn't have a more family-owned business. Oh. They didn't just have apple orchards. Yeah. They had a full marketplace in there Mm -hmm. that sold, like, all the kind of farmer market, fresh vegetables and and fruits and everything. Yeah. And then stuff they made, like apple pies, and which Mm -hmm. were amazing. And then um, they had a full restaurant. Yeah. And then they had... Uh, uh, other things. Uh, They're getting ready to build a bakery. They had a chocolate shop. They had Dolly Parton chocolate molds with huge tits. <laughs> <laughs> they had a little chocolate on a stick. I bought one for Luke Walker because he <laughs> likes chocolate and likes tits. So there you go. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I was just even grabbing fresh apples off the trees. I didn't care how premature they were. And it was just as sweet as I did. <laughs> First thing they told me when I was walking over there, don't eat the apples off the tree. They're not ripe and they'll make you sick. First thing Shannon does, <laughs> she, I'm sure she didn't get this information, but the first thing she does is rip one down and eat a whole apple. Uh, no, I ate three. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were shitting applesauce, weren't you? Well, apparently you guys are wusses and need to grow a pair. Possibly. I, I'm a, can you got an iron constitution. They, she just looks over, she's like, you might get a little belly ache, but That's not what they told me. Okay. They said, this will mess you up, so I didn't touch it. I wanted to, but there's nothing better than a no. fresh apple off a tree. I love it. No. There's no wax on them or anything. But yeah. Um, then we ate, we ate a meal there. Uh, I had the chicken and dumplings and a yeah. whole lot of apple cider. Oh my goodness. I drank like a gallon of that and shit. It's fresh stuff. It's like so real good. apple cider. And these little hush puppies that you dip in the fresh apple butter. Like, yeah. oh my God. I think I was the only one eating, but everyone was digging in. Mm-hmm. So Luke was there with us and just a really fun experience. And that's what these trips are about. That's what yeah. doing these shows is about. That's what having this whole freaking network is about. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to share that with you. The stuff like that. Yeah. Those are things we never would have done. Well, and the things that people need to know about. So when you oh, guys absolutely. are thinking about where do I go to, you know, escape adulting life and go have a fun trip to reboot, these are the places you really want to go to that actually make your trip worth it. Yeah. And we got drone footage flying through the apple orchards and stuff with the Smoky Mountains in the back. Yeah. Oh, come on. For a yeah. TV show, that's priceless. Mm-hmm. The only negative thing, and it still pisses me off to this minute, is they gave us a bunch of treats, uh, Stacy. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Evil, <laughs> evil, evil. Oh, what a whiner. Witch of a person. Whiner. So they gave us all of these special treats. They gave me like uh, some fudge and a, just, uh, like these little haystacks things. And then I bought more chocolate on top of it from the Stacy's chocolate shop. Yeah. With the, everything's named after one of their kids, yeah. which was cool. And then they gave uh, a big bag of uh, chocolate dipped potato chips. Homemade potato chips made with homemade chocolate. <laughs> I saw that and I went, oh my God, thank you so much. I can't wait to dig into these. And then when I, 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 had my hand, <laughs> I had my hands full, so I handed them to Shannon and I said, and she goes, what do you want me to do with these? And I said, I don't know, put them in your face. Not thinking for a million years, <laughs> she would eat the whole fucking bag. 
It wasn't I don't even a know when you bag. did it. It doesn't matter. It was you like, could have saved me one. <laughs> no. While we were driving, I was thinking about those. No. What I'm do you not going to no? save you one. I thought about it, but You're I was like, no. worse than me at this point. <laughs> Anything else I can share is save, but if you give me something with chocolate and salt and something with potato chips. God, I it, still like, want it. I still want it right now. Well, you know what would have happened? You would have had one and then I would have led to ten and then he would have just complained to me about eating more crap. No, that so, wouldn't have happened. No, whatever. It happened. No, all I time. didn't complain. So I just saved you from a little bit of no, extra you of a saved binge. me from a joyous occasion <laughs> in my mouth. Ah, suck it. I'll forgive you someday, but not right now. I still want them. How about the Waze app, the GPS? <laughs> Cookie monster? How freaking awesome is Waze, huh? Yeah. Not only does it tell you when there's cops ahead, not only is it like a little social media site built into a GPS system, but you can make it talk like Cookie Monster. Mm-hmm. So the entire trip, or most of the trip, I was torturing Shannon with, up ahead, turn right. No, cookie, maybe. No, no. Police officer ahead, maybe they want cookie. <laughs> caution ahead, C stands for caution. Or C stands for careful. It also stands for cookie. I do, I do that really well. You do. I do that really. I should do voice work for Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> you should. So um, we said goodbye to Luke. We left a little early because we didn't want to kick his kid out of his own bed again. And uh, we headed up to see my mom. Yeah. In Detroit, which is about an eight-hour trip, was it? Something like yeah. that. And um, all the way through Ohio, all the way through Kentucky, got into Michigan, and uh, you've been doing business with my mom yeah. because the stuff that you sell, mm-hmm. the CBD products and all the everything that you do, my mom's pretty much bought everything you've done, I think. For anything from like the modalities and therapies I practice yeah. to yeah, anything else, because the woman is deserving out of anything that will make her feel awesome. I mean, she raised you after all. So. All the sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um Okay, so where do we want to start with mom? I, I, you guys knew each other, so it wasn't just like, here we are. Yeah. But uh, you guys got to hang out and everything. Yeah. You did a treatment for her, which I appreciate. Yeah. I'm not sure what you guys were doing up there for hours, mm-hmm. but uh, that stays between you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she loved you to death. Yeah. She thinks you're a cool chick. I'm doing the best I can, so yeah. And just good family time, chilling out. And then we went and explored Detroit. Well, you got Ron's steaks and, and crab. <laughs> Ron's her husband, and uh, she, he makes amazing steaks and crab and stuff. Oh. <sighs> And he's just got the sense of humor that I just crave. Oh, he's awesome. I love Ron to death. I wish he was my real dad. Calm, dry humor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my mom's fun. You got to see her beating room where she makes necklaces and stuff. You got to see her. She's really proud of these things. So yeah. to, for her to share it with a new friend was really big for her. So I appreciate you being nice to my mom. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, we it. got to go hang out in, in Detroit. I got to show you some of my old hot spots. Lafayette, Coney, Granite City, Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, got to show you my old house in Detroit yeah. and the ghetto that it is now. Uh, then I got to show you what used to be the ghetto, which mm-hmm. is building up, and then just kind of drove around a little bit. It was a lot of fun. What was that garden that we came across in the middle of the city? Because um, they're trying to do a lot more with like building more. Oh, the Grow nature. Detroit people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's right outside of Coney Island. Uh, I'm sorry, Lafayette Coney, uh, in the middle of Detroit. Uh, they just have this little garden where there's different like artistic sculptures and yeah, growing absolutely. food, trash and... to treasure stuff, and it's, yeah. It's really awesome, and they're, they're, those things are popping up all over Detroit. Uh, I can't remember the actual motto of Detroit. It's uh, something, but it means rise like the phoenix, yeah. and that's what Detroit's doing. It's rising from the ashes, and it's rising like a phoenix, so mm-hmm. um, I'm proud of my city. Yeah. Very proud to go back, and I'm 
you can't really walk 15, 20 years ago. What we did, mm-hmm. we probably shouldn't have done. Right. Just walking around the city like that. Yeah. And some of the places that we went. Um, there's, there's other places that we went where we didn't walk around the city because that would have been really dumb. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of fun to share that with you. And I'm glad yeah. uh, you got to meet the mom. Agreed. And then. Um, the car ride home. Uh, <laughs> well, before that, you got some sloth shoes. Yeah. Which I'm so excited about. And then a Detroit versus everyone shirt. Which oh, I I've forgot about that. Already worn, and I sent your mom a picture. What? I gotta dig through my laundry. I don't know where mine's at. I love that shirt. Ron got us that stuff. There's something about Detroit that has like that hard pride about it that I we wear. Get. We wear that like a badge of honor. Yes, I live in Colorado. And you to, I've been here for 12 years. Before that, I spent nine years in Texas and Oklahoma, but I'm from Detroit. Yeah. And I'll always be from Detroit. And I'm glad to see it. I, I'm not there for the good parts now. But I can go back, and I'm just happy. I'm happy for the people. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, the long drive home, which we don't need to talk about. It's just <laughs> driving and just trying to stay awake is all that was. Yeah. <laughs> really all that was. There was nothing happened. Yeah. It's freaking Nebraska. Yeah. And then half of Colorado was just pure Nebraska. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> and me looking over at you listening to death metal and going at 80 miles an hour in my four cylinders of fury. Oh, wait, what about that song with the U-turns? Because Detroit oh. has something called a Detroit... Turn around, turn, or something like that. But. Well, that, I don't think that was it. The, the, it's called the Detroit left. You don't stop at the red light, and, and then when it turns green, you go left. No, you have to go right, and then you take a left around a little U-turn thing, and then you, then you turn left. That's just how it is. It's always been that way in Detroit. I didn't even know that wasn't a thing in other cities. I had no idea. But the Michigan left is a very real thing. It's very confusing if you're uh, like a first-time driver around there. Well, I'm trying to do a U-turn. And then Brandon breaks out in full vocal cords of turn around every now and then I get... Turn around, Zion. <laughs> I'm still to this day. I've laughed like six <laughs> times just randomly. I was shopping in Target and I started bursting out laughing from that song. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that's the one thing that you remember from the trip. <laughs> turn around, Zion. <laughs> yeah. So okay. we, we have our, our little memories and happy things. Oh, and yeah. Overall, it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to put these shows together and make Happy, Healthy, Hungry with Shannon, fla la 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 a real thing on a side TV. I'm excited <laughs> to get this done. This is just the warm-up. Can you imagine round two? No, I don't want <laughs> Give me a couple months, lady, please. <laughs> no. I think we should go. That was actually going to be my last question for you to wrap up my meat. Yeah. Because uh, this is going a little long, but Whatever. where do you want to go next? New York City could be really, really cool. We were supposed to go to New York. Yeah. Then we had a little thing happen, and then we were just like, uh. No. But West Coast kind of stuff. I mean, there's crazy cool stuff in California, up in Washington. Well, one of my favorite trips I've ever done has been Salt Lake City. Yeah. San Francisco, Portland, then Seattle, and then I hit Boise on the way back. I did that with Garrett back in 2017, and it was one of my favorite trips I've ever taken anywhere. Sedona, too, well, that's a little south. Well, uh, whatever. But yeah. but well, west, Sedona's right up your alley. We're going west versus east maybe next time. But yeah. no, yeah, there's some epic ideas that I've got going on for there. So Well, cool. Well, high five. We made it. No tickets, no accidents. We rock. No arguments, nothing. No gunshots. No gunshots. Because <laughs> I turned around at that gas station. That's why. <sighs> um, but yeah, successful trip. We got three shows in the can, and I'm really excited to put them together. So whoop, whoop. congratulations, lady. You're on the team. <laughs> Yay. Oh, God. Welcome to the Dungeon of Douches. These people are assholes. All right. Here we go with the Dungeon of Douche. I already told you I'm going to be hot on this one. 
Rand Paul. Yeah, everybody's favorite Rand Paul. You know, son of Ron Paul. Everybody liked Ron Paul, didn't they? Yeah, he had some good ideas. I liked that guy, too. Yeah, he was cool. Rand Paul, his son, you vampire-looking piece of shit. I've met you in person. Uh, my buddy Garrett was a huge Rand Paul supporter back in the, uh, the last election, and uh, we went up there and actually filmed one of his uh, little tiny rallies. He had maybe 200 people there inside of a bar. Um, all he did was sound tired and just sounded way too scripted and polite. I didn't like him at all, to be honest with you. And now I really fucking hate him. Uh, all this stuff we talked about with John Stewart, uh, working to get the, uh, first responders funded victims fund, all that passed, all of it. Here's the headline. Okay. And I'm, I saved this from the headlines earlier, but Rand Paul stops unanimous passage of 911 first responders funding bill. So Republican Senator Rand Paul objected Wednesday to an attempt to pass the funding bill for 911 first responders health care unanimously, uh, which means a lot of people voted for it, but this prick didn't, arguing that passing such a long-term bill without offsetting the cost would contribute to the national debt. Are you fucking kidding? God damn it, I'm going to take my fucking headphones off for us. The national god Fuck you, dude. I swear. Let me read this up a little bit. The delay presents another hurdle in the dramatic fight to secure funding for the September 11th Victim Compensation Fund. Despite Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's continued reassurances that the fund would fully be funded. Um, that's surprising because Mitch McConnell, he was last time, last time we episodes, Dungeon of Douche recipient. Um, I just fucking hate this shit, dude. Every time you get a fucking step forward, some dickhead like Rand Paul has to kick you back a step. It just doesn't make any sense. It has been long. It has long been my feeling that we need to address our massive debt in this country. This is coming from Rand Paul. We have a twenty-two trillion dollar debt. We're adding debt without a tr- at about a trillion a year, and therefore any new spending. You know what, dude? You you're spending money on stupid shit. You're making generation, fifth generation air jets. Any one of those. You're supposed to be making 1,200 of them. Take away 50, and you've paid for this and probably put everybody through college. Think about that for a goddamn second. You frizzy-haired, curly-looking fucking asshole piece of shit. Wow, I'm really getting negative on this one. This is a positive, this is a positive episode. I, I wanted to keep it positive but I'm not happy with this shit. And uh, my cat's pissed off. She's right next to me. I'm recording this from home. She's pissed off too. Everybody's pissed off. If you're going to put dollars and cents on an issue like this, then you are absolutely every bit of the problem in this country, every bit of the problem about the society that exists on this planet. At this point, fuck locking him up. Beat the shit out of Rand Paul. Come to Colorado again and do another rally. Run for president again like you could ever possibly win. You piece of donkey shit. God, I hate this son of a bitch. Rand Paul presented tissue paper avoidance. Wait, what is that? Of the $1.5 trillion tax cut that added hundreds of billions of dollars to our deficit. You know what? This is all smoke and mirrors, man. This is all bullshit. The deficit is bullshit. Every bit of it's bullshit. 
There's a family of rich people that run the, the federal banking system. That's who owns this planet. And apparently, you know, when we borrow stuff, we got to pay it back with an interest. It's all money that doesn't exist. Do you guys realize that? If the entire deficit was paid back, there'd be no money left in the fucking world. We'd still owe money. If we took all the physical money and gold standard in the entire nation and paid back this deficit, there would be no fucking money. It's all make-believe. It's all, it's all zeros and ones. I, I just don't understand why people don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why people don't understand and get it. This is not, this is not the subject where you bring up dollar signs. This is not it. So I'm just going to stop there. If you want to read more about this piece of shit, who I actually used to not hate. I always thought he was just, you're not going to be president. You're kind of, you know, whatever. You're just living off your dad's name and you have nothing new. You should go back to brain surgery, which you used to do. But yeah, right now I want to smack the shit out of him. Of course, if somebody hears this, it's not a threat. I'm not really going to go beat his ass, but I really, really want to. Welcome to the Hall of Respect. These people are awesome. I love them. Okay, calm me down, calm me down, calm me down. I'm actually excited to talk about this guy because you may not know who he is, but you should. You should know him. As far as idols go, if there was like 10 people on Brandon's Mount Rushmore, he's up there. He's one of them. I love this guy so much. His name is Jacques Fresco. He was born in 1918 and he died in, I'm sorry, 1916 and he died in, uh, 2017 and man he just died a couple years ago too i remember hearing about it and i was a little crushed but not surprised he is 101 years old um jacques fresh go i always have trouble saying his name was just a visionary man he uh came up with the venus project which and here's the thing i'm just the me and shannon blabbered on forever about our road trip i know it was hardly exciting but it was fun for us to talk about so i can't go too long i'm going to ask you right now to drop what you're doing or sometime today, drop what you're doing. As soon as you can, drop what you're doing. Look up Jacques Fresco. Look up the Venus Project. Look at all the things that he came up with, all the ideas, engineering different ideas, uh, uh, ideas for travel, just living a better life. He is a uh, just a, a, so far above his time, beyond his time, and he should be up there with the Einsteins. He should be up there with the Teslas and all of these people. In my opinion, he is, if not surpasses them. Of course, none of these things got done with the Venus Project because of dollars and cents. Oh, companies aren't going to let, you know, this guy make a magnetic train from here to Japan. <laughs> of course they're not. It's just not going to happen. They're dollars and cents, profits and profits, spelled differently, are the reason that society's been held back. And a guy like Jacques Fresco, I can't say his goddamn name, he's an idol of mine. Jacques Fresco is just, he was the antidote to that. We all could have been the antidote for that, but he was actually doing things and attempting to do things, and he'd been doing it for decades, almost 70 years in the public eye. Maybe more, actually, probably 80 years in the public eye. He was 101 and just the things that he came up with and his uh, hypothetical forms of government and just the uh, utopian life that he built a vision of was unbelievable. It was just the re- redesign of culture. 
And actually, I think that's actually what, uh, look up the Venus Project, the redesign of culture. I think that's what it was called. And it's, um, it's remarkable. There's been documentaries and stuff done about him. He was actually on the uh, Zeitgeist program, I think, one of the second or third one. If you don't love the guy after that, and if you're not inspired after reading his story and seeing the things that he came up with, then you're not human. So welcome to the Hall of Respect, Josh Fresco. Uh, Jacques Fresco. I can't say it. <laughs> Never could. Never could, man. Uh, look him up. Read about him. And maybe we can all together, instead of overthrowing Area 51, maybe millions of us can get together and make the Venus Project or something similar to it. Maybe even better, a real thing. Now it's time for the happy ending. Like I said, I'm in a great mood. Yes, the Rand Paul thing fired me up a little bit. Sorry for bitching about that. Yes, some of the headlines are just awful and terrible. But you know what? Awful and terrible can happen any minute to any single, any, any of us, any minute to any of us. Things can go from amazing to absolute shit. But at the same time, between all the shit, there's some amazing things that you can do with your life, man. Stay healthy. Uh, treat your fellow human with respect. How hard is that to do? Really? If you think you're being an annoying asshole, guess what? You're being an annoying asshole. Knock it off. The world doesn't revolve around you. The world is us. So I don't mean to be some motivational speaker. I'm not trying to be, but just love thy neighbor, man. It's a simple mantra. Love thy neighbor. Be respectful and make the entire, make your circle of friends, even your circle of strangers, the people around you, do your best to just put smiles in everybody's faces. Now, I know there's an in- inherent hatred in this country. We're divided by everything from football teams to what shoes we wear, to what phone we have, to what freaking goddamn color our skin is. We're separated in so many small, manageable factions, and that's all by design. Don't ever think for a minute that isn't by design. That is to keep us in order. But you know what? We can do order on our own. So love everybody. Embrace everybody. You don't have to go up and hug a stranger, but damn it, don't be a dick to them, okay? And if they're being a dick, point it out. Or don't point it out. Just ignore them. I like to point things out because I want them to know they're being a dick. You know what? There was an asshole that kept bumping his freaking stereo right outside of my goddamn window at all freaking hours. I told him about it. I was nice. Haven't heard it since. There was a piece of shit (laughs) that was grinding steel and cutting wood with like loud things from 8 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night. I told him to stop. Guess what? He stopped. I needed the help with the police on that one to kind of do a little noise complaint, but I was the one who went over there and made it happen. Haven't heard it since. But maybe if everyone was respectful, and I know this is a perfect world scenario, and it's probably never going to happen for at least for another 200 years, but if everyone was just is absolutely respectful to each other and loved thy neighbor, I wouldn't have to go out there and say that kind of stuff. I wouldn't have to be annoyed. You wouldn't have to be annoyed by people that smoke out in front of entrances and just the little things, man. I know they say don't sweat the small stuff, but it's the small stuff that adds up and adds up and adds up and avalanches into a big thing. So love each other. Love yourself. Just take care of this fucking planet that we're on. We only get one. And what else can I say? Never eat SpaghettiOs with a stranger. Never pet a burning cat. Um, Yeah, I think that's good. 
So thank you all for listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast. My name is Brandon Bishop. The music that you're hearing in the background is generic royalty-free stuff that I pay for. So uh, enjoy it. It makes no sense that I'm playing this song right now, and that's why I like to play it. I like to, I like to end these podcasts with a song that makes absolutely no sense. So yeah, listen, enjoy it. Thank you all so much for joining me this week. See you next time.